this is i'm a pk so what podcast brought to you by the pk nation listen to real life stories and get tips to fry for a pk yes your host the first lady ruth zubairu i'm a pk so what i'm a pk so what i'm a pk i'm a pk everyone welcome back to the favorite show i'm a pk so what thank you all for joining today with me is one wonderful pk nathan isaac welcome nathan yeah thank you ruth i'm i'm glad to be here it's it's wonderful though yeah yeah so please tell us a bit about your background how you grew up and um life as a pk growing up okay you know i actually like this because um it's it's well i'd say it's something that is okay it's the second time in my life i'm actually um having something to do with identifying myself as a pk wow the first one <laughs> yes <laughs> the first one was when we had um there was this um i think minister's kids camp you know okay uh, church where i grew up we have we have um the cadet camp um we have um, the youth camp we have the teens camp and then one time like that they just came up with having pastor's children's camp you know so that was actually the first time you know i was you know associating myself with pk thing or stuff because growing up uh I grew up as a normal child of God under a godly home. I without that um particular sense of being a pastor's child. It wasn't okay. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't pronounced. You know, I think I give my parents big ups for that because wow. Because um, <laughs> train up a child in in where he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it. So, I grew up like i think every um christian child is supposed to grow up uh, how every christian parent is supposed to train his or her child there wasn't this pressure of remind you of you are a pastor's child or you are a precious kid you know that kind of thing oh. that pressure uh, <laughs> that pressure was never there you know but we were raised you know in 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 the ways of god we were raised in the way of god you know so this is actually is actually the second time I'm having to identify with you know so me not saying now saying I'm a PK is not because something I'm ashamed of no it's because um I I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with that um sensitivity yes it wasn't it wasn't nobody was trying to make us um be something because we are precious kids no mm. we're just being taught the way of god you know that's just it okay yeah. so so did you have people who um people who either church members or people who would, um treat you differently because you were a pastor's child or you just felt you grew up normally amongst your people who treat me differently because I was a pastor's child um maybe they did but I'm not sure I noticed <laughs> not, yeah I'm not I'm not sure I noticed you know one one thing I I give my parents big ups for is I mean the, my dad would say like we got to a certain age when 
everybody had we just split everyone <laughs> decided to go to the church that he felt was good and stuff Are you was serious? yeah seriously you know and my, he was cool my dad would say the bible says train up a child in the way he should go and not in the church he should attend <laughs> you know so are you he, serious now i'm not kidding you. because some parents they feel that if you if i'm a person in this church you have no right as my child to even think of wanting to go worship somewhere else and he has okay, been with many i know many kids that struggle with that thing they are having longer heads with their parents because they just feel i'm not growing here let me go to somewhere i can be involved in and the parents are like saying why do you want to go there yeah okay at the time at the time we began to split um my dad wasn't um pastoring a church at the time he was um a branch pastor he was pastoring a church and then we were him all the way i mean we were in this because of him you know because we loved we loved our parents and stuff we were we were we were the church we were the choir you know i was a drummer <laughs> my elder sisters were singing my brother was the keyboardist you know we were the choir basically every other person was jara <laughs> you know yeah so you're, you're the one's first at every meeting every prayer meeting yeah yes we organized the rehearsals we are we are, we are most serious about everything so it was just enough so we're really really supportive you know uh with about that then sometime he he moved from the pastoral line to the educational line he's currently a rector of um yeah a theological seminary so he moved from the the pastoral line to the the academic line so when he stopped pastoring man <laughs> that was when we began to find our way and one of our major reasons was that we we we, we saw politics in church like okay. before our very eyes and um we're just like man what's this and I actually made up my mind that I I wouldn't go anywhere near leadership in church because I hate church politics. Mm. I was like, mm. I just want mm. I just want to serve God. I just want to go to, to to church. I just want to be good with God and and worship Him. And you know, I I didn't want to have anything to do with leadership because politics. I think that's my that's my uh, <laughs> that's what annoys me most when it comes to. Um, things of god when it comes to the body of christ so that was how we began to you know find our different ways and it all turned out good for every one of us and what he was always trying to um, be sure of was that we were attending churches that were preaching sound doctrine that was all he was concerned about that was all as as, as long as it wasn't a heretic church as long as you know he was just cool that was that was it really Wow, big up to your dad. I, I mean, I really celebrate, celebrate that, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. You talk so fondly of, of your parents, your dad, and your mom, your parents. So, tell me about the relationship you have and um, how it has been nurtured over the years. Okay, um, the relationship that we have. Um, yes we actually grew under some some strict training um strict in the sense that um 
we we did not we, we didn't grow up like mixing up with kids on the street and stuff like anytime we go out of the house to buy stuff or to buy something you know everyone on the street looks at us like okay these guys have come out from their house you know (laughs) 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 you know even 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 back then you wouldn't even uh, as 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 little as look out the window like draw the curtains Mm. hey my mom gets you she'll be like what are you looking you have to tell her what you're looking for outside you know and it wasn't even like it was this this home where you're just free to bring anybody no 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 and at the same time they were not going to um, embarrass your visitor but when your visitor leaves they will ask you who is that person that was the day a friend of mine came home with me i mean girl or guy anyone (laughs) a friend of mine yeah, the friend of mine came home with me. His name is Yemi. You know, he, he, we got home. He was still in his uniform. I, we actually came from school, so uh, they welcomed him and stuff. Uh, but when he was gone, my mom said, "Okay, does that guy's parents know that he came to your house straight from school?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so tomorrow now you will go to his own house from from school. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know things like that, you know. So, but but, but um, I would say it affected me socially in a way. But um, I, I was still able to get myself around being social, you know. But there, there was this um, there was this social um, what I call it social incarceration kind of, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't th- I don't think yes I don't think it's an issue because. It, those are things that can be worked on anytime and I, I think I found my way out of it and it still helped me. Our relationship with them is thus it's um we love our parents really. We do. As a matter of fact, um, um people people admire us and admire them because they are very exceptional people. For one, I can tell that they are not religious people because there's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. So so even with all my efforts to run away from church leadership and stuff i still find myself there and i i am still exceptional because of the training you know uh, my pastor will say i'm i'm one person that he doesn't struggle with because <laughs> man growing up was a bible school for me and the training ground <laughs> so, you know and it didn't come by by some kind of um you know you know i think the problem most um preachers have or most pastors have is they want their children to behave in a certain way or be a certain person for the sake of their position or who people see or perceive them to be mm-hmm. not for the sake of um their, their spiritual growth themselves yes. like this is i'm a pk so what what does brought to you by the pk nation listen what i'm a pk so what i'm a pk i'm a pk Yes, or yes, or who they are supposed to really, really become. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one place um, preachers miss it, pastors miss it when they are raising 
raising their kids and that's one thing that was really really different for us so when i got the opportunity to to speak about this i was like wow this would be a very cool opportunity to like talk about this because i know it's very rare <laughs> it very, is rare. very very well we have we have a wonderful wonderful relationship with them i mean that's amazing so when did you um, accept christ when did you like take it on personally and say okay this is my personal decision on to believe the message of the gospel yes the, I, I love this question it's it's very 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 good I love this. you know how it is I don't know if you know anyway <laughs> you give I your do. life to Christ and the I next day you feel like man <laughs> you're not really giving your life to Christ very well <laughs> you feel like you need to do it so, you know so you keep you know giving your life and taking it back <laughs> and stuff <laughs> but I I decided to from the point of maturity I decided to choose one date <laughs> exactly exactly yes out of all these days but the truth is that the date that i chose i i i was more conscious about um making effort to grow in the spirit you know yes i was more conscious about it and that was um in december the 31st december actually uh, 2005 okay yeah yeah, so I at, at that point I said, okay, okay. No, it's not like uh, you you have been a perfect person all through that. No, 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 no. Exactly. But, uh, I get I get what you yes. mean. I also have that um, issue of I'm giving my life to Christ at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm gonna preach a powerful message, and I'll remember all the things, some things I've done wrong. I'll go out again. But yeah, my secondary school, I think it's three or thereabout in two thousand and one. Yeah. Oh, I the particular day that I said, okay, this this one is in this program. I know that okay, yes, so this is where I will say I will start from. Begin to count mm. when I made a decision. Yeah. Funny enough, the date that I chose wasn't even one of those auto call days. It was one that um I just decided to you know I was in On my yourself, bedroom by yourself. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you know, it's 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 important because um, most PKs can live their whole lives without you know even getting to know when they f- they found Christ or they made up their minds to follow Christ for mm. for themselves. Yeah, true, amazing. So, what um, values do you currently have? What values do you do you um, imbibe now, or people commend you for that you feel is tied to the way you were raised? And, mm. and the environment you grew up in as a child. Values, values, values. As a matter of fact, um, anyone who has no values cannot really amount to anything because you're just um, <laughs> you're just um, like the same pigeon English uh, anywhere bare face. <laughs> <laughs> values are actually what defines you. Now. Values, uh, tenacity. I, I I I learned to be tenacious. Hard work, hard work. I remember the very the very month after I wrote my um, YAC, I told my dad I wanted to go to work, and he was like, "Okay, really?" He didn't stop me. It wasn't like I could afford to sit down at home and then, you know, wow. nothing would go wrong. Yes. So I went out. I got a job. 
you know there was a day i found in my parchment my my first letter letter of employment you know with the salary and everything i found it and amazingly the following year i already had a promotion you know and uh, yes so so hard work tenacity um they are basic for me people who are close to me i tell people i say if you don't want to work please don't don't like me <laughs> if you don't want to work please don't come close to me because my body is full of work once you come close to me once we start talking very well i'll just say okay yeah, i hope me do this one <laughs> you know? yeah my values i i believe in hard work and tenacity basically um drive that's what drives me all the time Right. So, um, so what would you in handling the um, opposite sex now? In handling the opposite sex, what would you? Mm. How did you relate with whether those okay. people or church, and how did mm. you view relationships generally? Were you allowed to deal with that? Well, mm. in this life, you have to date whether you're allowed to date or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know my dad is one person there's this thing there's this thing about him that has never changed my dad is is one of the people that there are certain situations where he wouldn't want to be the one to give you a go ahead so that if something goes bad you are not going to point fingers at him and at the same time he's not going to tell you you know <laughs> so I've 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 learned the way it works in in certain ways. So sometimes when I'm convinced about something I want to do, I just go ahead and do it, you know. Because asking him means um, you're trying to put him in a fix. That's the way he sees it. Because he sees it that if he says yes and something goes wrong, then he becomes responsible for it, you know. So it's just open like that. Yes, relationships. Well, relationships were not. Um, I mean, not things that you okay starting up i'll say uh, i was a very shy person even though i still am you know when i say it, people don't believe <laughs> people don't believe because because of the way i handle the mic and i face the crowd and stuff but uh, when you find out that about me it's when you see me in the place where i'm amongst people i'm not used to that's actually how you get to know people who are shy and people who are gregarious when they are in the midst of people they are not used to so <laughs> you know so girl grew up being a shy person even though in the house i was like man the restless one running up and down but uh, outside nobody knew that okay this guy was really not very social you know so hmm, dealing with girls dealing with chicks well it was um it was funny <laughs> because uh I remember one day, one night, or sometime, my brother and I we used to have what we called liver night. <laughs> what was that? Liver night. Guess, <laughs> guess what we did on liver night? Not, not that. We we, we, we we buy candies during the daytime, we cross the road, the Malama cross. Okay. It's our house. We buy, we buy candy. And then guess what we're going to be talking about? Okay. If the girl is, what if the girl is coming in 
a direct directly opposite um, direction what what if how will you approach her okay what if you are in front and she's at the back <laughs> we, we start we, <laughs> we were analyzing diff- as teenagers though we are analyzing different situations nice. okay okay what if she's sitting down she's already seated and you and you are the one and you're the one coming in uh, do you go to or do you avoid her eyes and you know we we are actually you know we call the liver night but um one thing about me is uh, i think there's this thing about courage that i have so sometimes i make up my mind to overcome my fear and uh, i just you know try to talk to the person but like i said i was in a social incarceration but i had to work on it though I had to work on it by making up my mind to talk to people. Um, going up, I'll, I'll see when I'm tra- like when I started traveling, you know, when I started traveling, I'll say, okay, I'll make up my mind. I'm going to talk to this person on this journey. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. I started learning how to start up a conversation, how to keep a conversation. I can actually do a seminar on that. So, so sometimes it drives me crazy when i see guys who don't even know how to approach a chick who don't know how to who don't know how to start up a conversation and and you know and pitch 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 and, and, and close the sale you know it's a problem pitch and close the sale it's a big thing you see it, guys who are really smart and brilliant but they see yeah. what they like and they freeze it's most yeah how do I, what, what do I say that doesn't come off as being too pushy or being just um, an ordinary person? So maybe, yeah, maybe you should begin to teach people how to do that. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can actually run a seminar on that, seriously. Because especially in church, like uh, Christian brothers, man, they deform my hand. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> they don't know how to approach, they don't know how to approach ladies, you know. Uh, he comes to someone and he said the Lord said Lord said what you know you know <laughs> so so my relationships were actually okay yeah my, my relationships were actually um, they were not in the limelight they were not in the view of my parents though okay. you know until until now okay? okay let me just leave it that yeah this this one now is um, it's real deal yeah so so we're going to come and eat rice uh yeah very soon <laughs> thank you so much nathan it has been really really um enlightening talking to you and yeah, yeah. we need to have more of those um seminars and talks in the pk community if you're listening yeah. to the pk community yes nathan is one of the members of the community and he will be there to help you be a guy help you break the ice when you're walking to a lady yeah lady you're interested in so amazing apart from the facebook community how else can anyone listening get in touch with you okay well um I'm a social intelligence coach and also a, an ACE performance trainer. I I run the counselor consult. What we basically do there is personal development and system development. That's what we do basically. Apart from my involvement in church ministry wise, that's what we do basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Like>. That's nice. <laughs> 
I function, yeah, and I really don't like the title pastor because I don't like um, I don't like people to think your life is like this because you are a pastor. I want people to understand that this is how every believer should be. We're supposed to be the light of the world. I want people to know that you don't have to know the you don't have to be a pastor to know the Bible this much. You should know the Bible this much because you're a child of God. So. Yeah, so sometimes being addressed as a pastor, it, it kind of creates a divide, and people say, "Okay, yeah, yeah, pastor, so pastor, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have our life. You have your life. No, no, I'm a child of God. Just simple. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you. We are grateful for your presence. So, if you're, you're joining us and you are not part of the PK community. Do head over to Facebook and find us, Preachers Kids Stonewall. That's Facebook community. The link is below this audio, and so you can click on it and find us. If you have any questions, you, your questions will be answered in the community. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you are PK, royal, rare, and ready. There's nothing you can do about it. Bye for now, and see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to I'm a PK, so what? With Ruth Zubairo. We are royal. We are rare. We are ready. I'm a PK, so what? I'm a PK, so what? I'm a PK, I'm a PK.